Okay, so this is Damon from Camden, Arkansas, asks, are you being hypocritical and questioning Obama's choice to identify as black and not biracial? When in turn, you have expressed how wrong it is for others to question how you choose to identify. Am I being hypocritical? I think that it depends on how you take my answer. All the Obama stuff started mm, <laughs> because the view asked me about it and Barbara Walters brought up Obama. So this is not like I brought, I, I started it. <laughs> I sound like a sixth grader. <laughs> I didn't start it. Um, no, because what I said on the Cutler podcast, what I said in 2014 on ABC's The View under mm-hmm. the Disney umbrella then too, and everybody was fine with it, mm-hmm. um, was like, you do you. And I meant that. Barbara Walters like ripped me live TV. And then afterwards too, um, because they were wondering, they're like, why is it so important to you to say that you're biracial? I'm like, I, cause my mom's white, she's Irish Italian and my dad's black. And I, mm-hmm. I'm like, why, why not? Like, I actually feel like I have the best of both worlds. And she's like, well, what happens when you, um, when you fill out your census? I'm like, well, I don't know when the last time I filled out my census was, but if they make you choose a race, she's like, what are you going to put? I go, well, both. She's like, well, you can't. She goes, well, what if Barack Obama chose black and he's biracial? I'm like, well, congratulations to the president. That's his thing. I go, I think that's fascinating considering his black dad was nowhere to be found, but his white mom and grandma raised him. But hey, Mm -hmm. you do you. I'm going to do me. I absolutely think it's a conversation I would love to have with President Obama. Oh my gosh. I would love that. I would love it because yeah. it's two people who have a very similar, well, the same mm-hmm. racial makeup. It's not an identity. Mm-hmm. You can choose to identify as a cat apparently, but what we are made up of is it's who we are. And for me, I chose, I choose to check the boxes that, that represent my mother and my father. Again, it's an, a, a, he can do what he wants. And I said that several times. Um, but of course people take from it what they want. Um, you can also look at tone and I think people thought, okay, well, she's being a smart ass. And it, I think it could come off as being totally. petty when you're referencing his dad. Petty is a strong word, uh, but maybe that is how or, you or others took it or yeah. a trigger because you know, a lot of black fathers in the community have a stereotype of not being present. So do you think that any... Well, it's not a stereotype, actually. I think that's the thing. Or, or, or statistic. Or, Statistically, yeah. and I think it's 72% of uh, black kids are born out of wedlock. And, and like, that's something that is devastating to me mm-hmm. because I don't care what, what your cultural background is. Like, it, there's numbers that prove that kids are better off when they come from a two-parent household. Now, sadly, that's not the case um, for millions of kids, not just in this country, but if we're talking about this country. So um, absolutely, I see how um, people could take it different ways. Um, what I know is that I can't really control that. Mm-hmm. I meant what I said, and I would absolutely, I still stand by it, and it's been two years, and it's been nine years since I said it on The View, and they're just, what I think America was different then, and yes. certainly not as sensitive versus post-George Floyd, and then everybody's offended about everything. Um, Obama's talked about it many times before in the book that he wrote, too, so I think that's where I was like, what? Um but I, I do think I've said it and I say it as a joke a lot, but I freaking mean it. Pretty sure my white mother was there the day I was born. Yes. Like, I think she definitely pretty sure was. she was there yeah. and I will never, I don't care how hated I am. I will never not represent both of my parents equally. I would love to know, um, I would, again, that would be my dream interview would be to talk about it with it, mm-hmm. not about politics or anything else, just about 
that upbringing and what made him choose. Many people out there say it was done for political gain, mm-hmm. you know, back when he ran in, in 08, maybe. And if so, that's also his choice. Um, I just don't think that because I have been very clear that I am proud of all of me, mm-hmm. that that should automatically mean to some um, that she doesn't want to identify as black. She hates her black father. She's yeah. Like, Why do you think that they feel like you have to identify just as black? When I say they, I mean the black community. I don't know. I think there's probably, there's some deep conversations that I would love to have with some people. Um, but I think that it goes back to historically and that one drop rule, which I think is BS. Um, and guess what? At the end of the day, I don't care what they think. They meaning anyone from any culture, any, I hear from white people too. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I am so proud to be <laughs> the daughter. To yeah. To be the daughter of, of a white mother and a black father who fell in love coming off the civil rights era in 1970, yeah. 71. You want to talk about real adversity and overcoming crap when my mom's parents disowned her for yeah, marrying a black man. Rest. Absolutely. Yes. And they just celebrated 52 years of marriage. Yeah. So literally get out of my face to all those people who don't like that acknowledge both sides. That is a you problem, not a me problem. And I will, the older I get, the more I'm like, you, it is so hypocritical by these people to say you should identify as this according to whom, to you, mm-hmm. to make you feel better. So I, I think it's incredible how many, um, how much hatred came when I, the more vocal I got about being proud to be biracial. Mm-hmm. If I had said, um, I am black, no offense, mom, I'm black. I would have been celebrated. Like, mm-hmm. what the hell is that? Like, why? And, and to me, my family, I'm blessed to be part of a family that is the representative. Uh, like it defines diversity, defines it. Mm-hmm. So for anyone who has a problem with it, literally, you know, where you can go. Like, I'm so hot about this these days. Or maybe if they have a problem with it, they should reach out to you and actually speak to you face to face. Well, because thank you. And I've I asked mean, that a million times. That's My point is, is how that you make a change. And thank have a conversation. you. My point is <laughs> revelation. My point is, is that that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And since it doesn't, then they know where they can go. Why I do you think can. it doesn't happen? People don't like to have conversations. They say that they want to, let's talk it out. And they're full of it because at the end of the day, I think quite often they don't want to have conversations when, um, and people in general, and when they, they don't necessarily think they're going to like what the answer is. So to me, it literally diversity, this is a, this is, it begins with diversity of thought, Mm -hmm. right? Um, but they know that my family is a definition of diversity and, um, people don't like it. They want it you know, and their terms and their mm-hmm. terminology. And you should be proud to be, I am so damn proud. And again, to your point, I would love to have these conversations. Not one person has yeah. ever come to me in person, uh, at work for the last 16 and a half years. Not one. Yeah, I've never seen that. Never, but they'll do this in the background or this. Right. Um, and so if we really want to understand each other, it has to start with the C word, the conversation. I actually, and it's disappointing because knowing some of those people, I think that they have a lot of amazing attributes and you can understand where their pain is rooted and maybe why they see it that way. I mean, I I think that they have a lot to offer to the conversation 
that's what's Probably. so disappointing mm-hmm. of why they wouldn't want to reach out and speak to you. I also, on the flip side, I feel like sometimes from what I hear from my, my other African-American friends, they're tired of always being the ones having to teach people and tell people, this is how you should think. And this is why we feel this way and, and explain where the pain comes from. And here's the thing. Isn't just black people who have pain. Oh no, no, absolutely. that's not what you're saying. Yeah. I'm talking about society and, and to this topic, so many people have pain and to make it as if just we do, that's closed minded. Mm-hmm. That's not fair to others because it doesn't matter. Um, every person in a room has something that they've tried to overcome that they're Absolutely. trying to overcome, or maybe they're not ready to try to overcome it yet. Maybe yeah. they've still buried it. So for us to think that it's only African Americans who are struggling or have a, a painful history, that's wrong in my opinion. However, and that's how you want to look at it. That is your choice. But, um, you can't then tell me how I should identify. And then if I don't identify the way you think I should, then I'm a sellout. You are actually helping create that divide. And that is what's heartbreaking. And I will no longer, I don't think I was ever a part of it. I just was quieter about it. Obviously (laughs) that has changed. But for the people that know me, that I know that I've worked with, that I've been friends with, they have my cell phone number. They have, right? right? There's been a million or, Oh, by the way, we see each other face to face. Not once has there been that conversation for people who don't know me. I'm pretty easy to, to talk to and to, you know, access on social media, on email, anything. I've welcomed it for years. It's never once happened. And when it almost happened at work, I was kicked off of the opportunity to do it. So did you ever so, feel inclined though, to reach, be the person to reach out to them and start the I was conversation? Tempted. What stopped you? Um, because I wasn't the one that had the problem. Which sometimes, yes, I, I hear you on that. Sometimes we have to be the ones still. You know what? That gets old. It. No, no, no. It, yes. Fine. But, um, if, if I were the one with the problem, if I had a problem with you mm-hmm. and <clears throat> you and I have had several ups and downs through the years, I mean, there's 99% love, but when you're best friends, like stuff comes up. Yeah. But when you've had something that bothered you about something I, I missed or accidentally said or did or whatever, you've, you've said, you're like, I gotta talk to your girlfriend. Let's talk because you had an issue with me. Mm-hmm. And a couple times I've done the same to you. Like, okay, I love you. Can I, I need to share this with you. Mm-hmm. It's super uncomfortable. Oh, it's so, it's even when you, there's love. It's what we call ass sweating moments. We have several ass sweating moments. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. That's, um, all that's a whole other, mm-hmm. like that's a whole other show. Maybe a show. Serious show. Yeah, yeah, serious. Absolutely. But you know, I'm not going to go digging. Like if someone has an issue, be an adult. Mm-hmm. I have three kids to in college, one, um, in high school still. And when my daughters in particular were younger, I'm like, don't you be that girl. Uh, uh-uh, there's no gossiping. Like be, be the one who, if you have a problem, communicate, not a text either. Yeah. I get, I did get a couple of texts. Not, not so nice. Um, but at least they tried to communicate. I actually respect that. Yeah. I mean, even if you come after me and you're like, Hey, what the hell did you just say? I have a problem with ABC. I have more respect for that person because you are putting yourself in an uncomfortable position. Even if we walk away from that conversation and never speak again. I agree. However, the text thing to me is a cop out. It can be, but it's better than nothing. It's better than nothing, Tiffany. But at the end of the day, we know tone does matter. We just talked about with Jay Cutler. Mm -hmm. Tone matters. Your voice matters. 
how you say it. A when lot gets eye lost contact, in translation. And even if it's text. just on the phone. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm to my kids. I'm like, you guys, don't text it. Like, mm-hmm. pick up the phone. Um, and people are afraid to do it. They want to talk and then don't want to deal with what comes with that. So I, I listen, I used to want to fix it all. Oh my gosh, I'm going to have this. And I used to do it with different topics. It wasn't something like this, but let me go address this. Let me go make sure that this person's good and that person's good. I got enough going on. And if I'm not the one with the problem, I'm not going to go track you down. If if it's that big of an issue to you, then let's be adults. But literally nobody, nobody ever reached out in that way. Um, And so... I actually think that that's their loss. That Well, that's on them. Um, and that's okay. But like, that's why I just can let it slide off my shoulder mm-hmm. now because I actually don't respect people who can, you know, talk it, but then not go walk it and mm-hmm. have that conversation, you know, cause you preach about it and you preach about acceptance and tolerance and diversity, but then what are your actions? So I'm really, I'm really at peace with the whole thing. I'm obviously well, hot about it still, but because well, I think yeah, I feel like I have a voice of, now and I'm not afraid to talk right, about it, right. but I'm at peace with whoever saying what they want. Because and I, think that's I know me, you know me. And, and frankly, many others do and know that, mm-hmm. um, there's so much more to me than my racial makeup. Well, yeah, you have to know someone's heart and character. And I mean, that's how I really judge people know them as a human being. And so maybe if they say something off cuff and I'm like, Oh, I don't know if that really set right with me mm-hmm. or translated differently. You go back and you're like, but wait, I know this person. So let me pick up the phone. Let me. Yeah. But I think the lesson to be learned in this is really being secure with yourself Yes. and being like, you know what? I'm never going to always make everyone happy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Huge. things that are going to piss people off. Mm-hmm. And I have to be secure that I know myself. And I know the people around me know me and are going to check me when I'm wrong. And that's all that matters because yes, you will be exhausted if you go after every single Twitter troll, every single coworker coworker that's upset with you. And that's with anyone, anybody. Absolutely. You will exhaust yourself. You will. And if we truly, all those people who preach about it and accepting me for me and tolerance and diversity and all that, Mm -hmm. guess what? Got to practice what you preach. And most don't. So, and there you go. Well, if you guys have any more questions for Sage, make sure that you email me, Tiffany at sagedeal.com, and I will pick the best of the best or the best of the worst to ask for next time. And what do they say? Like, like subscribe, it, subscribe, comment, comment. We're just learning this whole YouTube thing. Do it all. <laughs>